Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Does your warehouse waste time and money managing forklift batteries? Enersys can energize your operations with a customized solution, delivering the power you need while minimizing ownership costs. Enersys starts by analyzing your operations and then selecting from their comprehensive range of battery and charger technologies, develops a truly optimized system tailored to your needs. Enersys gives you the power to increase productivity and profitability. See how Enersys puts power in motion for you at Enersys.com. Businesses are retooling fulfillment operations from warehouses to omnichannel to meet new demand amid unprecedented labor shortages. 3PLs, retailers, B2B distributors, and others are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems to adapt and scale. Six River Systems Fulfillment Execution System is an integrated solution that combines intelligent, cloud-based software and automation, including its autonomous mobile robot, AMR, Chuck. No costly or disruptive infrastructure changes, fast and easy associate training, and integrations with other warehouse execution solutions allow operations to meet labor challenges, increase efficiency, and enhance customer engagement. Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. Go to www.the6river.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2022, and we're at the last day of Modex. Whoa. Made it. Uh, we made it here, yeah. So I have two guests in the booth, both from Fort Robotics. I have David Sullivan and Mike Zipperer. They are both principal product managers at Fort Robotics. You may remember Fort Robotics. We had Nathan Bivens on previously on the podcast to talk about Fort. But they're going to talk to us about, you know, what Fort is and, and what Fort's been up to. They're also going to talk to us about a new nano safety controller, which sounds very cool for the safety aspect of mobile robots. So we'll dive deeper into that. But first, David and Mike, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, definitely, Kevin. Definitely happy to have you guys on. And how has Modex been for you guys? What do you guys think? You know, two years back now in person. Oh, wow. Yeah. First of all, it's thrilling to actually be back at a conference yeah, in person absolutely. to you know, shake hands and see people face to face instead of a screen. So yeah. it's hugely thrilled <laughs> to be doing that. <laughs> and the turnout's been great. I, this is my first Modex, and okay. I, I had some very high expectations, and I, I think they exceeded them here. Really? Wow, okay, good. Yeah, I share Mike's sentiment. My first Modex as well. Mm. Uh, we've had a lot of great conversations with customers, many of who are a little bit familiar with the technologies yeah. that we're promoting, many that are new to it. So it's mm. great to be able to share our messaging with such a diverse crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And the crowd has is, is certainly been large here. I think definitely 
as you said, it exceeded expectations of many people on just how many people would be here. So it's a little wild actually so so you guys are with fort robotics and you know for people that maybe are, are not familiar with fort or maybe haven't heard of you guys in the past or, or didn't listen to that previous episode we had with nathan why didn't you listen you know you should have listened uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about fort and what it is you guys do actually yeah so fort is a four-year-old startup right. we actually are a spinoff of a previous company that actually did landmine removal so very, very hazardous process. and Yeah, it's a little it, bit of a dangerous job. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm, I imagine Nathan talked at length about yeah. that and, and how they spun off the communication side of that yes. as yeah. something that is viable almost across the, the suite of technologies that we see here. Yeah. So we, we turned that into, you know, again, that four-year-old startup. Yeah. And now we're employing that same technology but applied for safety and security of all sorts of smart machines and robotics that, that we see here at Monex. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I'm sure you guys can can agree and attest to this that this year at Modex, I know this is your, your first Modex, but this Modex, I mean, it's just everywhere you look, like there is some kind of robot or something moving around that's automated, right? So so it's pretty incredible how the industry has, has developed in that way. And obviously you guys are, are focused on making those robots uh, safer and more, I guess, comfortable to be around humans and things of that nature. And it's interesting your, your roots as well, because so many, I think of the robotics companies and, and solutions that we're seeing now in the material handling industry and, and supply chain are, are somewhat rooted in the defense area right and in, in the military so that's it's, right so it's pretty interesting yeah so so why do you why do you think that is why do you think that trend happens why does it go from kind of the defense military side into the, the logistics material handling supply chain side well let me try to answer that one when we really sure. look at what the military is up to in general yeah. you know a lot of times there's just an awful lot of logistics and dangerous right. operations. The one thing is a side note that we often refer to within robotics in general today is yeah. if it's dull, dirty, or dangerous, it's probably a good candidate of a job yeah. to automate or to use a robot for. Right. So you can imagine the military is historically probably plenty of that. Yes. And so I, I also think budgetary-wise, you know, often they're able to fund much more advanced technology yeah. development. They have a nice budget, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. So we do a great job supporting that as citizens. And I think that's what we're seeing is with like a lot of advanced technologies that the military and governmental applications develop, then it makes its way into the mainstream for automation. So it's just kind of a natural fit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, it's really interesting to see because, you know, we talk about robotics and, and automation and things of that. And, you know, I think when we, you know, I think about even when I was a kid, which was, you know, not so long ago, but, you know, it, it was kind of like imagining like robots around you and things of the nature was seemed kind of almost like way, way far off. And now we're, we're here and in our industry in a whole, we're able to see these robots all around us. And it's pretty cool to be able to, to be involved in this industry and really see the development of that firsthand in, in practical applications. So so you guys are bringing safety to that, which obviously is a, is a very important thing. You know, in the, the warehousing industry, distribution centers, fulfillment centers, you know, there's a lot of times where there can be hazardous conditions. You know, there's a lot of heavy equipment moving around. Things are, you know, potentially low visibility in some cases because there's racking in the way, things of that nature. So, so safety right. is always top of mind or should at least be top of mind, right? So so you guys are focused on mobile robots and, and making sure that they have some, some safety factors attached to them. So, so why don't you give us some, some examples of some of the things that you guys have been able to develop to, to help make sure that safety is in place? 
Sure. Yeah. So let me tee it up and then I'll hand it off to Mike to talk a little sure. bit more about how we also tie in security. Okay. So when you really look at the overall risk profile of automation in general, as we call it, including robots, that's been something that's well understood in manufacturing yeah. and many people exposed to that are even you know finding their way into the warehouse environment now. And the thing that we see is really a need to be able to protect personnel yeah. from those hazards once a user of that type of equipment, whether it's fixed or mobile, mm -hmm. identifies hazards, they are really obligated to look at how they can manage that risk yeah. those hazards pose to the people that work around them. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, with the single digit adoption rate so far in mobile robotics and warehouses, and we see a rapid expected adoption, yeah. that we think that there's going to be plenty of opportunity for people to continue to work alongside mm -hmm. this mobile equipment and quite often autonomous as we see here at the show yeah. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So what we bring to the table really is embeddable technology and that is the introduction of our just recent release news release on the nano safety controller right. to help embed some of that technology into the robot to be able to perform wireless and trusted communications. All right. And is that the nano safety controller? That's right, it is. We brought right, an yeah. example with us today. Yeah, why don't you hold that up so we can see it here in the camera. So very, obviously it's a chip, so so tell us a little bit about you know exactly what that chip you're holding there does. Well, essentially what this is, is going to be a safety architecture that allows you to, as we complete the design and release this into the market, it'll have a safety integrity level rating. So the product itself is used in combination with, for example, onboard the robot, their existing system, and it ties into that with the communication link to be able to transport those safety commands, mm. often over a wireless link, as you can imagine. Okay. And this is the receiver that I'm holding right now that mm. would be able to use receipt of those commands and then be able to command changes in state or motion or even mm. stop that vehicle. Mm. And that's what we're using here is essentially what we call black channel communications technology, yeah. quite common to be able to ensure the integrity of that message that is sent wirelessly to this device. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking, with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Okay, very interesting. And, and so now this is something that I guess other robotics companies are, are adapting and adopting and putting into their, their robots? Yeah, we see ample opportunity here for sure mm -hmm. as we go forward. We've got a lot of folks that we're talking to, many yeah. that we're working very closely with as well, taking a look at this. All right, and very interesting. So, so I mean, safety obviously is, is a great aspect, and you know, when you want to add a more robust safety system, the fact is you guys are, are concentrating on that, and you know, maybe uh, you know some other companies. I'm sure you know, robotics companies are thinking about safety, but you know, that's not necessarily the the number one focus, right? They're trying to get the robot out there, get the robot moving and, and navigating the way it needs to do. So, so the fact that you guys are concentrating on that, and then they can add that into their their platform, I think, really makes it an overall robust system. So, so I know you're you're focused on the the safety side. David and and Mike, you're focused on, which is also a sort of a, a safety thing as well. You know, cybersecurity, right? So, so talk to us a little bit about that side of Fort Robotics and, and what what that involves and what you're doing there. 
Yeah, yeah. First, would would just love to add. Sure. So you're oh, exploring yeah. one of the huge value props of actually embedding something like this because we're yeah. we're taking the burden of both creating and certifying this yeah. you know safety rated capability mm-hmm. off of that new developer who's trying to solve just incredibly hard problems themselves. Yeah. In you know navigating this you know physical and like more and more often virtual world right. combined yeah. uh, and you know communicating between the different platforms is a huge challenge mm. so if, if we can you know alleviate some of that burden and still give them that high degree of safety and fidelity that they need to operate yeah. we can really get them to market faster or mm. in the existing cases help folks add safety in to applications and automations that are already in place in warehouses. But emphasizing the security side of things, Mm -hmm. all these systems exist in the real world and in that cyber space. So when in, in you know the worst case, some malicious actor takes over. Mm-hmm. You you want to be able to still ultimately be in control of that robot, mm-hmm. and so we we want to provide that that level of security. Okay. And we we start it with something like the nano safety controller there, yeah. because that that has a bunch of built-in security starting at you know a root of trust that's in that secure enclave in the hardware, protected against almost any form of hacking, mm-hmm. and then propagating that security out in layers through the firmware into the application of the robot, yeah. and then whatever business services it's interacting with, because frequently robots aren't acting in isolation, right? They're yeah, communicating yeah. with either on-prem or more and more often cloud-hosted services, and uh-huh. so there's a lot of communication and data sharing there, mm-hmm. and obviously that too has to be robustly secure, mm-hmm. or else you're, you're putting the entire organization now at risk yeah. by, by leveraging that automation technology. So we, we have to fundamentally be extremely secure, mm-hmm. and by again focusing on that, we can let the the robot inventor spend their time instead focus on that navigation problem, or that visualization problem, or the manipulation yeah. problem. That is really why they started becoming yeah, a robotics exactly. in the first right. place. They, yeah. they they don't want to focus on security instead. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And so, sort of obviously, you know, with the robots and, and automation, and everything, there's there's so much data flowing, as you mentioned, and you said, you know, oftentimes it's going to the cloud, which I think is the way of, you know, it's the way of now and the way of the Indeed. future, I'm sure, which makes things a lot a lot easier for the end user and certainly the companies as well to be able to push out updates and things of that nature. But like you said, it needs to, to be secure. Um, so, so without any type of you know security in place, I mean. I mean, what types of things can happen? Obviously, you know, data can get get stolen, but I mean, are, are you seeing that there's there's vulnerability in the sense of you know people could hack potentially into to robots and, and take control of them or anything like that? I, I, I mean, absolutely. So we yeah. we've seen a bunch of examples of where folks have been ransomware or denial of service right. by by virtue of those hacks. Yeah. But because this system exists in the physical world and actually can manipulate things, yeah. there, there there's a, a literal safety risk mm-hmm. from security issues. Yeah. And so that like that that cyber physical system presents every kind of risk, and you 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 need to evaluate what level of of risk is you know appropriate and reasonable, yeah. mm-hmm. and in our minds, do your best to mitigate again as many of those as you can. So, yeah, I mean, there there, there is certainly threat to life yeah. in, in many of these scenarios because you're, you're talking machines that are hundreds of pounds that can exert huge amounts of force. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everything from collisions to falls to, you know, manipulations, there, there's all sorts of different ways that a malicious actor 
could cause problems in, in the physical world that, that we all have to, to you know exist in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we hope that that doesn't happen. We hope that everybody you know has Fort Robotics on board so that you know we don't get cornered in the warehouse by robots surrounding us, right, or anything like that. I wouldn't want that. No. So, <laughs> so it's very interesting what you guys are doing, and I think the you know the emphasis and the, and the real value add I think that we're talking about here is that you know you guys are focusing on these things which are which are incredibly important things and, and core things to make these robots really safe and secure for warehouses and companies to be able to utilize them and operate but but you're taking those components of the robot and and making sure that they're they're done correctly so that like you said Mike you know the that the the roboticist can actually focus on you know what their actual solution is right yeah I, I that, that's, that's, that's their great. passion it, yeah. it, it's not hey can I get safety rated or can I you yeah. know yeah, ensure yeah. that I I, I align with the latest IEC 62443 standards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they didn't become a roboticist to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, so with that being said, I mean, you know, there's tons of tons of robots here this year at Modex, and I'm curious, you know, what do you guys think is kind of the the next step in robotics for our industry? Well, I, I think really what we're seeing is a kind of a rollout mm-hmm. where a lot of times you need to have people who. Of course, the OEMs offer this equipment to perform a certain job function, Mm -hmm. but you really need to have the warehouse operators, the end users, as I like to call them, really, they need to become more comfortable with the technology. They need to, if you think about it, you know, they have lots of difficulties today. Mm -hmm. The things that we see as trends shaping the industry is the immense labor shortages, the difficulties in hiring and retaining people along with that. And just the overall physical exertion that's needed to work in a warehouse is quite challenging. Yeah. And, and then you have an aging population. So there's a lot of things that you know they're dealing with as volumes going up with the amount of flow and order fulfillment and costs. Mm-hmm. So we think that what really we offer is alongside these new technologies and being able to assure you know reliable operations, the safety and security is to enable productivity. That's a big thing that we think is going to really be emerging out of this so that as people adopt this technology, there may be some slow ramp up to hit the goals that they are looking for, but really enabling the equipment to be able to add higher and higher production output over time, and that helps with productivity. I think that's going to be the thing people are definitely going to be looking for, and and that enables a return on that investment. Interesting, interesting. And what do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I, I have a favorite analogy here, which sure. is you know seat belts and brakes and airbags and cars. Yeah, they the, those are, are safety, right? Like right. we we are yeah. adding safety, and you didn't do that to go slower. Yeah, you, you did that so you you could do more and mm-hmm. faster and you know, really yeah, yeah, really explore the space point, yeah. even exactly. Yeah. So safety is frequently seen as a, a headwind, a drag on your ability to perform. Yeah, but we we kind of see it as the opposite. Is once you know that you're safe and you're secure. Yeah you can actually start thinking about, you know, what does it mean to sprint Yeah. In, instead of just crawling? Mm, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I never actually thought about uh, seatbelts and airbags in that way, but it's, it was very interesting. I mean, you kind of put your, your safety in place, and then you can really see how can you push it, like, to the limit, right? Like, how far can you go and still... still remain safe and feel okay about things so it's a really interesting point so so mike and david i want to thank you so much for for coming by the booth and and hopping on the show here and and talking to me so so if people want to learn more information about fort robotics how can they do that well they can come to our brand new website just rolled out Mm -hmm. uh, fortrobotics.com all right great and we'll put that information at thenewwarehouse.com as well so mike and dave thank you so much for coming by the booth again and enjoy the last day of modex
You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.